Well, we all love to talk about bubbles in Metro Vancouver. Talk of bubbles bursting is everywhere, actually, from low-quality corporate bonds to emerging market debt to Vancouver's high-flying real estate market. Talk about a bubble there. Is this hype or is there something really to worry about here? With more on this, I'm joined by the host of Canada's number one rated financial show, Money Talks, Michael Campbell. How are you doing? I'm okay. How are you doing? Nice uh, to have you back. Yeah, thank you very much. Now, I heard you saying earlier today that the whole big financial story, it really all comes down to debt. Yeah, and I think, uh, you know, why? Because I look at 2008, we've come right through that. We moved right into a sovereign debt crisis right away, you know, in Europe in 2010. Uh, we're seeing it now with real problems for commodity companies and the companies that lent them to it, emerging markets. We talked uh, in the last six months about China and some of its problems. Yeah, I, I've been very clear that I think that uh, 2015 was the beginning of the next leg of the debt crisis, and I don't think anything, to, I don't see anything that dissuades me of that. Okay, well, that sounds uh, a little bit disconcerting. How likely is another major credit problem? Well, it's interesting because it's deflation that scares the heck out of these central bankers and why they're talking about negative interest rates and we already have record low rates. The problem is this, is, you know, I borrow $100,000 on a house that was worth, say, 200000 but now that house has fallen in value. Well, there's a real problem. I mean, that's how the whole subprime thing came apart. Mm-hmm. Wasn't the, wasn't the reason for the problem, but that's why the problem hits. And so that's why they are worried about deflation. But, you know, how likely is another? Well, it's already happening in emerging markets right now. Any country with a commodity-based economy, especially those that borrowed in U.S. dollars now, so they see their currency drop, got to pay back in U.S. bucks. They've seen their commodity tank, you know, again, because of the commodity, uh, or the country's economy's gone down because of commodity prices dropping. So that's Venezuela, that's Brazil. I mean, you know, these things are headed toward basket case. That's Russia also. But we're seeing it in the Middle East. I mean, they've got some real problems there. Uh, in Canada, by the way, the, the province that worries me most is Newfoundland. Wow. Uh, their per capita debt is getting very high, and I don't see, again, with this oil challenge, any way of getting around that. So that'll, that'll be the one we'll be talking about here. Uh, the other side of that, sorry, Linda, to go on, but we've got resource-based companies have already seen huge problems. I mean, last year there was $13 billion in debt write-offs for them, but there's more to come. Okay, well, now you're starting to scare me here because I want to know about our own housing market. I, myself, starting to think for the first time, gee, I don't know, maybe I should be selling and just sort of investing my money somewhere else and watching. I don't want this bubble to burst. What's going on with our market? Yeah, it's it's interesting because obviously a lot of people are taking that action. I mean, and why not? I mean, number one thing is that if it's your primary rever- residence, you don't pay tax. I mm-hmm. mean, this is a windfall. This is a lottery win that few p- people in the world have ever been able to take advantage of this. I mean, we joined markets like uh, London and New York and Sydney. Toronto's part of this, too. You know, where all of a sudden, presto, you've got this massive increase in your primary asset. And again, in Canada, you don't pay tax on it. Right. So I think we're starting to see that. I mean, I think we're starting to see somebody selling that $2.5 million stucco house in Dunbar, you know, and taking it. And whether they move into a condo or they're moving out in the valley or maybe they move over to Vancouver Island because, you know, Victoria is certainly a hot market right now, but then pocketing a million, million and a half dollars. So I think we're exactly that's what we're seeing. But when I look at the housing market, I break it down into a couple things. What's going on in the upper side? What's going down the lower side? The upper side, what I'd need to know before I say that's bubblish mm-hmm. is, when someone purchases that three or four or five million dollar home, is that cash or is it mortgaged? Because if it's not mortgaged, then there's not going to be a problem. 
you know, you can get some uh, some sags in prices, etc., but you're not running any danger. It's the size of the leveraging that gets people. And I suspect that because uh, some of that upper market has been controlled by foreign money, mm-hmm. looking for a place of safety, I'd be surprised or won't be surprised if we find out that the level of mortgaging is very low there, which creates a certain level of stability. Now, uh, down at the uh, lower end pricing, you know, the entry level, I think it's got a lot more to do with interest rates. If interest rates go up, I get a little worried about that. Uh, but again, the government has been addressing this. Since 2012 in July, I think, they've been changing rules governing mortgages. And what, what they're really trying to do is change the rules about how much people borrowed. That was the problem, and, you know, as I say, that's why it hit the fan in that subprime mortgage meltdown. Mm-hmm. I mean, the leveraging was just like crazy, and, you know, no verification of income, a whole bunch of other stuff that went with it. But it all comes down to the size of the debt. That's what I'm really saying here, in a very long-winded and does-he-ever-breathe way. <laughs> and you know what a lot of people people too. If they're just scrambling to get in, you get that fervor, I got to buy, I got to get into the market before I can't get in. And then they go in with these low, low, crazy mortgage or interest rates. And then boy, it doesn't take much when those rates climb up. And surely to God, they've got to go up at some point. Man, you're in trouble. Some of these people who didn't have the income to get in in the first place. Well, the classic was in the U.S. problem is they actually had these come on rates that might last one or two years. And they said, come on in, it's zero. And then you'd have to read negotiate after those two years, and of course the rates would be higher, and it was unaffordable. Uh, we're not doing that in Canada, I don't think. <laughs> Thank goodness. But, but you're right. I think the real thing that people have to sit back and say, okay, what's my personal debt level? I can't take care of everybody else. I can't worry that Saudi Arabia is in trouble or Brazil, etc. I mean, it might impact my investment portfolio, but I'm looking here and saying, okay, what's my personal debt level? Mm-hmm. Can I afford a bump in, the, in that debt? And I'm happy to hear when someone says, hey, I'm cashing out of this market and I'm, I'm downsizing by going to another community and pocketing it and getting out of my mortgage. I mean, there's nothing safer than to be debt-free. And I think, again, right back to what you started with, Linda, there's no doubt in my mind that we've entered another phase of the debt crisis globally, and that's what we're going to be reacting to for the next next while. Oh my gosh, you're scaring me. Thanks no, so much. No, if you're in good shape financially, yeah. i.e. with your own debt, you're fine. Yeah. All right. Michael Watch Campbell. your portfolio and listen to Money Talks. Thanks, Linda. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs>